Today's show, episode one, we're going to cover the road back to dominant, what that means for Bobby Lashley, some UFC news, and some AEW news. All this on today's edition of Tap Out Talk. Let's get into our first story, the journey back to dominant. As some of you may know that Bobby Lashley is now your WWE champion, defeating The Miz last Monday night on the edition of Raw. So what this really means is Bobby Lashley's had quite a journey to get to this moment in his career. As you guys know, he started out his career in WWE and ended up being what is called a mid-card wrestler. Had some good moments, had a WrestleMania moment with Donald Trump, um, even got involved in shaving Vince McMahon's, you know, classic silver fox hairstyle. So what this really means is then the company didn't really push him any further. And Bobby ended up leaving to pursue a career in MMA and actually go do some mixed martial arts. After having some decent success there, he then went on to TNA Impact Wrestling, reinvented his wrestling character and kind of repackaged himself and then got back to the WWE. And when he first came back, we were all excited. And we're like, wow, Bobby Lashley's back. But then it's like he got to a point where they he was at upper mid Carter again. And we didn't know if they were really going to push him. Then what happened was last year, um, he joined the stable with MVP, the Hurt Business. And that got him back into you know, almost a dominant role. And the WWE has done a very good job of protecting Bobby with a U.S. title reign for the last year. So I find his journey, you know, very inspiring. And this is a classic example of when guys can, you know, go and succeed on their own and then come back to the big land of WWE and actually thrive when a lot of us thought maybe he wasn't going to be more than and never be a WWE champion. So congratulations to Bobby on that one. His journey reminds me of another guy's journey named Drew McIntyre, who was the former WWE champion. And his journey was much the same. He was kind of that, you know, mid to lower mid card guy. And they had him in a group called Three Man Band with Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal. And Vince McMahon thought that he was going to be the next big thing, but it just never really panned out. Drew actually ended up leaving the WWE going out to TNA Impact Wrestling, a few other things, and actually repackaged himself completely, put on a little bit more muscle mass, and he went and he really just redefined himself. And next thing you know, you know, he comes back to the WWE, goes through the NXT route just to get reaffirmed with the modern day way the company does business, and now he's had a pretty strong championship run from the last year, defeating Brock Lesnar for the title. The only thing that kind of hurts Drew right now is we don't know how effective he is as a champion as far as drawing people in to watch the product. Unfortunately, his championship reign has come during um, a pandemic year that is 2020. And Drew really just got to the point where he, you know, kind of he's in front of no crowds. He's not getting a real live reaction. The WWE's putting a lot of audio sound in there. So, I personally like Drew, and I'm really proud of Drew and Bobby and these kind of guys of how they had their journeys back. And it's weird because they're very similar. And with Bobby, 
uh, being kind of more of a heel, which is a bad guy. And then you have Drew, who's being more of a face, which is considered a baby face or a good guy in the industry. These two, I think, are on a collision course for each other. But the WWE's done a very good job of trying to build them up as young stars. Um, and the one way that they've done that is building both guys strong for the last year. But The Miz played a very big part in that. So here's a guy that was a reality TV show from, you may remember, The Real World. Um, and The Miz, you know, from Cleveland, Ohio, just some kid that decided to go be a reality TV show star. And his dream was to be a pro wrestler. And he's went on to actually have other reality shows in addition to pro wrestling. And The Miz is one of those guys where he doesn't need a title to be relevant. But I have always felt that he's very good on the microphone, which makes a good heel. And he has an okay moveset. And I feel like he just does a really good job of developing his character. So what they used him as is a transitional champion. So they actually had built up Drew McIntyre so well and they actually had him beat Goldberg at the Royal Rumble, which makes him legit beating a legend. Then they had him win Elimination Chamber and defeat five former WWE champions. At that point, once Drew won that Elimination Chamber match, Bobby Lashley comes out and dominates him and just you know beats him down to no end, which then allowed The Miz to come down. And the Miz actually cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase, which you he won almost you know about six seven months ago, and he ended up cashing that in for a championship title and being an ultimate opportunist and winning the WWE championship. So what this does is it keeps Drew McIntyre looking strong because he just had to defeat five guys plus take a beat down from Bobby Lashley, and it makes the Miz look like a very sleazy heel and kind of a cheap win. So now the Miz actually had that title for a week, and he had to defend that title against Bobby Lashley, who beat him on Raw. So now we're back to Bobby Lashley looking strong, Drew McIntyre looking strong, and the Miz kind of helping bridge that gap before Mania. Will Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre be the match for WrestleMania this year, or will they be going a different route? I want to talk, and this leads into my next kind of topic, um, is business about to pick up? And by that, I mean the Hurt Business. Bobby Lashley, as I said, is your WWE champion. And then you also have the tag team champions in Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. MVP made his return to the WWE last year in the Royal Rumble. And he did a really good job as a manager in the last year of this Hurt Business and putting this group together. And he actually also wrestles a little bit. So it gives him a chance to be in the ring, but also gives him a chance to be a manager. And I think that's something that the WWE has missed for a long time is real true managers and a little bit of a true stable. This can be a little bit, some people will say, as a nod to the Nation of Domination stable back in the 90s. I really think it's more of a different version than that. But I love the idea that there are champions and then there's one manager kind of guiding them. It's got that old school feel to it. So my question for you guys, maybe in the comments below, is who do you think they could add to this stable? Is there anybody that needs to be added to the stable that would fit in really well? Um, and I know there's guys like Apollo Crews, and I know there's a few other guys that you know they've tried to mix with a little. But who do you guys think would be a fun fit and would create business to pick up in this story? So I look forward to kind of interacting with you guys down below and let me know. The next main story I got for you guys is UFC roster cuts. They have happened. And the UFC lost two major fighters in the past week. They actually have parted ways with Alistair Overeem 
and Junior Dos Santos. Junior Dos Santos is a former WWE, excuse me, UFC champion. Alistair Overeem is um, also a longtime MMA competitor. Um, I'm a huge fan of his. I've watched him since his Pride FC days overseas. Um, this kid started when he was like 15, 16 years old. Um, and he was a lot, lot thinner, a lot less bulk. And then when he got to the UFC, he bulked up pretty heavily. Um, and I remember seeing his first fight with Brock Lesnar in the UFC. And I remember thinking, is that the same Alistair Overeem I watched years ago? And, it, you know, of course it is. Um, not a lot of people know as well, too. Alistair Overeem's brother had a little bit of an MMA career as well. So my question, the reason I'm bringing this up on a pro wrestling podcast is sometimes these stars cross sports. Would there be any value for Alistair Overeem in the WWE or Junior Dos Santos in the WWE? So, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Do you think that these guys would make a good fit or, you know, is it, if so, what kind of matches could they have? Um, one of the things that I feel would be Brock Lesnar in his future Brock Lesnar could mix and match with some of these former UFC guys in the WWE. So we've seen some programs start to be built, and then they kind of cooled down a little bit with Brock. Um, Brock has been built up so dominant, and they've tried to use him to pass a torch a little bit last year with um, Drew McIntyre, as mentioned before. But I really feel like Brock is you know, kind of in limbo right now. They're not sure what to do with him. So you know, do we want him to come back? and wrestle a little bit against some former MMA UFC guys, kind of build up his stock even more as a dominant between both sports, because Brock has been a champion in both sports. Um, one of the things I want to look at with Brock is, you know, who else, you know, ultimately he's going to have to pass that torch. One of my suggestions for his future is I would love to see Brock versus Bobby Lashley, and some people are calling for that to be the match at Mania now that Bobby Lashley's on top of the WWE. Um, if that happens, the WWE has to get this right. And I really believe that the right thing to do is let Bobby Lashley dominate Brock Lesnar. And I'm talking the way dominate as far as Brock Lesnar dominating John Cena a few years ago at SummerSlam when there was tons of suplex cities and tons of just dominance over the number one face of the company. And I feel like Bobby Lashley should dominate Brock Lesnar. And then you could play this redemption story with Brock of how he's lost touch. And it would build Bobby Lashley up as a super star in the industry. And the fact that it's a guy that also has done MMA in his career, I think that's going to be huge and a huge passing torch, especially at WrestleMania. I also would like to see Bobby Lashley run a program with Roman Reigns. I think, or excuse me, I'd like to see Brock Lesnar run a program with Roman Reigns. I would like to see Brock Lesnar... Um, you know, his manager was Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman is now on Roman Reigns' managing side. Um, I say put Brock on Raw for now, but eventually, I think around Survivor Series, you can merge that story, and you could say, you know, Paul Heyman's going to have to choose Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. And I think that's going to be an interesting fight. These two typically have good chemistry together. So there's lots of ways to go for Brock, and his future is unknown right now. But I think he does have a couple matches left in him. I think Bobby Lashley is a huge one. I think Roman Reigns is the other one. And I could see him running through some MMA guys as he goes through the gauntlet, maybe before hanging it up for good. Who knows? Another story we have is our Hall of Fame signing. Um, that is Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, is All Elite. So he has signed a deal with All Elite Wrestling and. 
this is kind of a uh, huge news because, you know, a lot of people thought, oh, Paul White is, aka The Big Show, is going to be a WWE performer for life. And when he signed, he come out on AEW Dynamite last week and made his intentions known. Now, I understand he's going to be helping with commentating. I love this idea and direction because Paul is definitely uh, an entertaining guy. And, you know, I like hearing... You know, I'd be interested to see what take they go with in that. But I also think he's going to work with some of the um, bigger wrestlers down there and help them, you know, develop a little bit. And I think he'll wrestle a little few matches. So I think we'll finally get Shaquille O'Neal versus Paul White. That's been teased at WrestleMania a few years ago. I think that would be a fun intro match for both. I also think we could see um, Paul White versus Brian Cage. I think Brian Cage is an amazing talent. I've been a fan of his since uh, Lucha Underground days. So if you've not seen any Brian Cage matches, I would definitely check this guy out. I'm surprised, you know, that he has not been gobbled up by WWE so quick because he's got all the checks, all the boxes. And AEW, he's one of their best rising stars. Now, Paul White, when he came out on AEW Dynamite, you know, he said there is a Hall of Fame signing. So he came and said, there is a Hall of Fame worthy signing that will be revealed this Sunday, which is today, of my recording. And it'll be revealed on tonight's pay-per-view. So the question is, in prediction and thoughts, who is this Hall of Fame, and the key word is worthy, signing by AEW that Paul White is trying to allude to? So my point is, I think we're going to look at a couple routes. Everybody wants to jump on the CM Punk uh, bandwagon, and I think that would be a huge delivery. And we'll talk a little bit about what that means with CM Punk in some future podcasts, but I think um, that would be a huge one for them. I also think you could go with other Hall of Fame talent. You could go with older talent. A lot of people are saying Christian or Kurt Angle could be a factor. Um, I know that AEW right now, they're in this mode of publicity, right? So signing Paul White, and then signing Sting and all these competitors recently, they're trying to get eyes on the product. They have their audience that's been pretty loyal to them for the last year or so. And so now they're trying to get new eyes. And that's why you have Shaquille O'Neal and Paul White and Sting. They're trying to get the random wrestling fans now to kind of come back into the product. So um, who is this going to be on Sunday night? Who is this Hall of Fame worthy you know, signing? And AEW, I hope they deliver on this tonight with a strong, strong candidate. Um, you know, part of me says, oh, there could be guys like Ricochet, a.k.a. Prince Puma from Lucha Underground. And while he's a good talent, he's not a Hall of Fame level talent yet in his career. But I think, that you know, they can't go a mid-level guy like that. They're going to have to come out with somebody big who is either proven or um, somebody that is definitely very close to the prime. Well, guys, I want to keep this short today. But um, down in the comments, again, let me know who you think this prediction is because, you know, prediction... Uh, big Hall of Fame signings at pay-per-views and reveals are huge. And it should be a good show tonight. There's also a barbed wire explosion match for the AEW Championship that actually is going to be between John Ma- uh, excuse me, John Moxley, um, also known as Dean Ambrose in WWE. There's also um, him versus Kenny Omega, the champ, which I'm a huge fan of Kenny Omega. So I wanted to keep this, again, short today. I'm going to get ready to get out of here. But I wanted to just really get this video out. This is my episode one. And I want to say thank you guys for watching. And if you can, like, share, or subscribe. At least subscribe, even if you aren't watching everything. Um, It greatly helps out my channel. So it's game over for now, but we'll be back next week. This is Brian with Tap Out Talk.